0: Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the show where we break down every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie before Infinity War. I am Jay Christie, one of the co-hosts, and joining me is the other two, Jerome Chang. Jerome, how you doing? I am
1: doing very well.
0: And Anthony Canton third. Anthony?
1: I'm good. Good day, gentlemen.
0: Good day to you, too. We're here today, as you can tell by the title. Uh I always think it's weird when podcasts pretend like you didn't see what the title of the episode was. We're here to talk about the fourth movie to be released in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor. Uh the movie about the God of Thunder starring Chris Emsworth, uh written by too many people and uh directed by Academy Award nominee and like legendary Shakespeare actor Kenneth Branagh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is like I just love that that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Also I mean but he's directed a bunch
0: of movies. Like the next movie he directed I believe was Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. So I respect his choices a lot. Uh like, you know. Henry V, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, what's the difference? But anyway. Um <laughs> uh, just I want just right off the bat, what are you guys' general thoughts about this movie? Uh
1: Well, I- I'll go first. It's funny because because when I first watched this movie back in the in the theater, I was not the hugest fan. And and I guess part of it because you expect Thor from the comic books full of action and beating up people and God of Thunder, yada, yada, and so forth. So I had that initial impression. But on the rewatch, when I watched it a couple of more times, and of course recently I, I rewatched this movie... I really got to appreciate the story and what what everybody, everybody, the characters being played and and the actors and what they were able to do in this movie for, in terms of relationships. And this movie is about family in a sense. And I really enjoyed that aspect of things. And it was really a, a story of redemption for Thor. So that's why on the rewatch, I felt a lot better about this film.
2: Drunk well, I mean, you guys know, we've been chatting a little bit ahead time, um, so you have some photos that already indicate how I feel about this film. <laughs> but upon first watch, actually way back when, I actually really enjoyed Thor, uh, specifically Thor on Earth. Um, that was a running gag that my friends and I would constantly have just creating scenarios of Thor discovering things on Earth, which I feel like became its own beast because when you saw all, like, the viral videos that they released afterward, like, that was always a source of comedy, and uh, I just really absolutely love it. Um, Honestly, like, very similar to The Iron Man 2, like, that charmed the hell out of me, and I actually really enjoyed the movie that way.
0: Yeah, my actual opinion on it is, I, um, you know, I feel this way about the first two Thors, I am really not that interested in the stuff that happens on Asgard. Like, I don't like it that much. Uh, I think it's a little slow and boring. But the bits of him on Earth are uh, really good. Um, on the rewatch, I was a little disappointed. I, I forgot that we really don't see a ton of him uh, being Thor on Earth. Like, we don't see him having his powers and what have you. But, like, the bits where he's, like, fighting people, even though... He's just fighting them as a really strong man. I really do like... Um, like, I think with all these characters, obviously they want to go for humor in all these movies because they're, they're, they aren't they are super serious. But I think that Thor yeah. was really, really necessary to um, be self-deprecating and have these jokes because it really is a big ask for the audience, for an audience of, like, non-comic book fans necessarily to buy into, okay, this is a movie about a norse god who's a superhero like you really do kind of have to acknowledge that it's silly you know what i mean
1: yes yeah Uh, yeah, i feel the same way
0: and i think it does that it does that pretty well
2: yeah i think um it's like best expressed how uh the uh cat dennings character darcy keeps on referring to mjolnir as Mew Mew. like if any (laughs) of us were presented with that word Without any context whatsoever, I don't think any of us are going to read it as it's supposed to be read, and it probably will sound like Mew Mew. So yep. <laughs> I, I think it's a good like it's a good way of expressing what we probably mm-hmm. would all react to it.
0: Yes, that's correct. Because everything I know about uh, Norse culture is from the now defunct Maelstrom ride at Disney's Epcot, but. Um, <laughs> And that made one person laugh. Not you, I mean someone, one person was listening. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm just going to go right into it. I'm going to change up the order a little bit. Um, what was your guys' favorite scene in this movie?
1: Well, for me, I actually really loved uh, Thor fighting his way through S.H.I.E.L.D. to try to get to Mjolnir. And you get, in that shot, you get to see a little bit of the introduction of Clint Barton, Hawkeye, played by Jeremy Renner. And it was pretty cool that all his way and didn't get the hammer clearly because at that point he hadn't earned it. And usually sometimes in superhero movies, one of the issues that uh, is an underlying theme is the idea of, you know, it's, it, it's sometimes it's just too simple. Sometimes things happen too quickly. It's pretty clear that throughout the movie, Thor is trying to learn to deal with the fact that he's very arrogant and a lot of lessons uh, for him in this movie, in terms of his evolution as a human being, and uh, well, as a god, I should say. And as a hero in itself, was this scene was really the main part of it, that that lesson of that he felt that he deserved the hammer even after Odin had cast him out and he he got so close and he fought through everybody and didn't get it. And the look on his face, he was uh, he was humbled. And in that scene, just the idea of him being humbled and him learning that lesson made me really enjoy the idea of you actually have to, you know, accomplish some things before you get to where you want to go in terms of the journey. So, yeah, that was my favorite scene.
2: I always appreciate how Anthony has like the deepest, most meaningful scenes, and then I step in and say my favorite scene <laughs> <laughs> is when they're sitting in a diner and he's eating breakfast
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> which shows how shallow I am as a person.
1: <laughs> but, it's all good draw. I mean um, I mean,
0: usually I'm with you on that, uh, but I it's funny. I, funnily enough, I, mine is the same as uh, Drew, I mean as Anthony's, but please could explain why because I do I like the diner scene a lot too.
2: I mean, it's really just an example of like the what I love about the movie, which is Thor on Earth. Um, I like, in both ways, it's Thor just being a dude, super hungry. Like he's in this case, he's just like some jack dude who needs to like fuel up, and then um, yeah. everyone is just sitting around him and reacting to what's going on, and like he looks like a human, but he doesn't really act like a human, and <laughs> it's this person out of place and. Actually, one, one thing I noticed in this viewing, which I thought was like just a funny little touch, is uh, in that moment, again, uh, Darcy takes a photo of Thor saying, like, I'm going to post this to Facebook just because it's so insane in her mind. And seeing that photo reappear later when they're trying to free Thor from S.H.I.E.L.D. by saying he's Donald Blake, and then they show the fake ID, which is obviously a fake. Like, it doesn't get by anyone. But, like, that photo there is the photo that she takes in the diner of him just smiling and smirking. Um, <laughs> and I just like that as a little callback. But, yeah, I mean, it, it it goes down to the whole thing. I mean, where he slams the glass down and he's oh, like... Oh, no, that
0: was drink. I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another!
2: Right? And then, <laughs> like, um... And yeah, it's it's just this great moment, and like really, what I think when it goes through like more of the Thor movies, they just like really double down on, especially by the time it gets to Ragnarok. Uh, right. But, yeah, that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, uh, I, like I was gonna say, my favorite is um this the same fight shield like Anthony was talking about for similar reasons. I also think it's just like it's just it's I like watching, uh because obviously the, he, Anthony's right when he says that it's difficult for him once he gets to M- Melner, but um, I like watching in, like, act two of a movie usually when, like, the hero just beats the shit out of, like, 20 guys easily. Like, yeah, I, I, it's it's fun to watch him just, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's just, I mean, although I do, I don't really love when he's with, that, like, the really big guy and they start rolling around in the mud. That gets me really uncomfortable because, like, I don't know. I you then you got to walk around with the mud all over you for the rest of the day. But um, <laughs> that actually that actually room. is my thought. Th- yeah, that when I was <laughs> watching it, I actually and not just saying that as a joke. I was like, oh jeez, yeah. like you're muddy. Like there's no shower out there. That sucks. But uh, yeah, like that that scene is really really good. I'm a big fan. Um, now uh, just to keep moving moving it along. Um, what uh, as the question I love asking. Uh, guys, how intrusive was Stanley's cameo in this movie?
1: Um, on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. it's funny. Like you could, I guess you could say like a th- a three or four because Stanley, as the New Mexico trucker, was trying to get it as well. But it kind of like underscored the theme of what Thor was trying to do on Earth was trying to get the hammer. So I mean, it wasn't that like crazy intrusive, but I I would say like a three or four.
0: Yeah, I, I was actually gonna say four. Um, uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm at about a four. No, no,
2: no problem. Uh, I'm at about a four. I. Uh, this would be Stanley's first speaking role. Uh, like, first lines in any of the movies so far. Am I correct? Like, no, am I remembering he this says correctly?
0: He speaks in uh, actually all of them except for Iron Man 2. Oh, does he? Okay. Well, yeah, I, th- he I like... thought he
2: just stood still as Larry uh, King, like, when he sees him in Iron Man. Yeah, no, Larry oh, yeah, King is the only is that, one yeah, where which is just he said. Yes. Yeah. All right, fair point. Um. No, uh, it was funny. It was goofy. The yeah. scene itself was like a fun one overall. I I wasn't. I didn't feel interfered at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I do like that scene where all the guys are trying to um, pick up the hammer because I. It also feels very authentic. Like that is something I like about America is that oh, there's this thing that fell from the sky. Clearly it fell from the sky because there's like a huge dent in the ground around it. <laughs> and people's reaction. My my the the thing that I love is not that people's reaction is trying to pick it up because that's like once someone says like you can't pick it up, obviously I'm gonna pick it up. But I love how like they turn into a, like a barbecue. Like that's that's just wonderful. <laughs> like right. this guy just grilling You're hot dogs. Right. Like oh crap, something fell from the sky. What are we gonna do? Oh, let's have a tailgate out here, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's really uh, it's it's really is wonderful. Um. But I just want to talk a little bit because we talked a lot about the scenes on earth now why do you think it is that we all prefer the scenes on earth to the ones on asgard because it's not just because the scenes on earth are good i i I do think that the scenes on asgard there is something missing from them
1: well i think i think quite honestly and i think you mentioned it earlier that there's just a slowness to it and and it's funny and i i don't want to say the line because it's an avengers line it's what um i think you guys know it. it's when Iron Man and Thor meet for the first time, but I'm not going to say the line because I'm going to save it for then. But it's kind of like the whole idea of uh, Shakespeare in a sense. And I mean, that's Shakespeare was a really, 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 really long time ago. So, I mean, in terms of dialogue, there were, were, there were great lines in a sense, but want to talk about like how the, how from just an old school type of theme, and when we look at what thor actually is and what we expect him to be everything that we've seen in the comic books or any time that I've played with him in uh, marvel ultimate alliance in the video game the Great dude is the, the, the oh yeah excellent game uh the dude is the dude is an ass kicker that's a, uh you know simple simply put and you know of course a lot of time is uh spent talking about uh what you call it uh trying to fight wars and not actually fighting wars. So I guess from that standpoint, it's like you kind of expect a little bit more. And then on Earth, it just seems like, it, it seems a little, it's not as heavy. It's lighthearted. To uh, to Jerome's point, it's just lighthearted. Thor actually seems happier on Earth. He doesn't seem like he's fretting about uh, trying to be king or trying to do anything like that. Even in his journey, trying to find the hammer. He still finds the lightheartedness dealing with humans and and all of that stuff. So I, I would, if I had to say, that's probably what it is for me.
2: Um, yeah, uh, I would agree with basically everything there. Um, one thing I would have to say is like for all its theater that it is. I think it's also absolutely necessary and almost in a way that I appreciate that it's done that way because without it, you don't really appreciate what's going on Mm on Earth. Like, there's no point in all of this reaction to it if it isn't kind of absurd to you when you watch it happen on Asgard. So uh, while it is not the most exciting stuff out there, like, I totally get it. And it's also like it's the setup to the punchline to me. So I I appreciate it that way.
0: I I think that also I think a problem with it is that it's um, and this happens with a million different movies that take place on like other planets or other realms that it's really hard. the, The stakes are not are hard to establish because whereas like we in like Iron Man, if there's a giant robot like blowing stuff up in Los Angeles, we get the stakes immediately because we're familiar with Los Angeles, but like ultimately in the, it, we only end up meeting like there's only like eight named characters we ever meet in it from in Asgard. Um, it's like what it feels like the uh, the whole plot of Loki trying to um like get the frost giants to uh like invade um Asgard. It feels like yeah. it feels uh hard to grasp exactly how big of a deal it is i mean like i you get that it's a big deal but it's like um there it and i get it why because it's like it would be impossible to shoot but the fact that like there are no that we don't see like civilians on asgard i feel like may, it makes it feel i i like the way you said shakespeare because it does remind me of shakespeare in that shakespeare has wrote a million war plays that somehow only, like, each war only has, like, ten people involved. And that's what it feels <laughs> like. Um, right. And also, but the, I think the problem, it, it's weird because of that much. It's funny you mentioned Shakespeare because obviously Kenneth Branagh directed it, who became famous for starring and directing in first Henry V and then a version of Hamlet. Um, and I think the problem that he has that he doesn't have any Shakespeare productions, which because Shakespeare does it, like, there's just a that Shakespeare's dialogue is so much faster and like, you know, more engaging. And like, if it actually, to me, this feels less Shakespeare and more like almost operatic, which is, Mm -hmm. um, which is cool when it's in the scenes with like the throne and like the coronation and stuff like that. But when it's, when it's not that, it feels, uh, just like us, it feels a little plotting, uh, and I'm not yeah. saying plotting. I'm meaning p l o d d i n g. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think all of that is fair. And to Jerome's point, I do think that overall, and I felt this more on the rewatch than initially uh, on the first watch because I guess my perspective change, changes on what exactly I'm looking for and what I'm trying to see watching watching any movie in general. So. It's pretty clear that this stuff is necessary because it kind of it provides the layers to the story uh the interplay between all of the characters on Asgard even Heimdall to uh, a lesser extent um pretty clear Odin Odin and Thor's relationship is important Odin and Loki's relationship is important and obviously Thor and Loki as well so all those all of those things while you know slow and plotted, definitely on the rewatch, I got a better appreciation of what they're trying to do in terms of laying out a story for us and trying to make us care about um, all these characters and you know, particularly uh, Thor and Loki, who are the, are the central characters to the story.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. I think. If they're not so as guardian, then it's not nearly as funny later on when Xena, Jackie Chan, and Robin Hood are walking through New Mexico.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so uh, let's move on to. Uh, do you guys have any plot holes, goofs, uh, pro- like big problems with uh, specific stuff in the movie? Because you you made me think of that just because. Um, one of my problems with and it's not terrible, but. Uh, I, I, on this rewatch, uh, Sif, I believe the character's name is played by Jamie Mm -hmm. Alexander's British accent is like, leaves a little to be desired. Um, uh, every time she speaks, I'm kind of like, oh wait, why did they cast someone from like Dallas, Texas? But, uh, (laughs) um, but, uh, anything like that, that you guys notice or when you like were reading the IMDB trivia section after the movie, like I always do.
1: One thing that I missed, um, particularly, uh, in the healing room, when Loki is shown reexamining his left hand, the edge of his sleeve is Brown instead of the green of his attire as seen immediately after. So it's like one of those, one of those small things that you, that you wouldn't notice when you're just watching the movie and you're like completely into it. But then, um, on the third time that I watched this movie, I actually noticed it. And I was like, Oh, I wonder why they did that. <laughs> mm.
2: Um, so, it's not really, like, a technical thing that I noticed, but it actually is in response more to, like, um, what you guys love about the hero's journey in here. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate, like, how Thor comes around throughout this and his journey through it. But one thing I couldn't help but uh, think about this time around, it all really happens in about one weekend.
0: Yeah. Like, it all turns <laughs> around
2: so quickly. Like, I, I try to think of this, like, in terms that I could relate, and it's like, if I crashed my parents car when i was a kid like they would not let me drive it for minimum a month if not more yeah and he possessed like the power of a god that was taken away and he kind of earned it back after like a timeout yeah and like I- i'm <laughs> sold definitely by like the like the acting and the chemistry and what happens afterward but the actual like time period uh is one part that did get to me uh but that's either very way, fair like, I, I still do enjoy it. Um, I do have one other one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, uh, how Jane falls for Thor? This is actually a conflict of my own. Um, so, the thing is, like, it comes to a point where she's just head over heels, and comes like just batting her eyelashes, like very classically toward everything he does. Mm-hmm. But uh, a couple things cross my mind. One, she's a brilliant person. Two, she looks like Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Um, and but and while like it's sometimes hard to believe, at the same time too, when I'm watching it, I fall for Thor myself. like yeah. I cannot deny those abs. I cannot <laughs> deny like his like general like traditional charm about things. So it's kind of like,, uh, how are you falling for this? But then at the same time, this guy's a dream. I don't know. But either yeah, way, that, those are my two
0: things. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I, I do feel like there is um, – it is a little like, oh, of course she's immediately like, yeah, cheesy, she's going to fall in love with him. But once again, it's like Chris Chris Hemsworth, so it's really – it's hard to right. – uh, um, Also, it is nice to see because, uh, you know, obviously Natalie Portman decided in like 2012 that she was done playing normal people in movies. So it's good to see her uh, – <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> She seemed,
2: she seemed relaxed.
0: <laughs> yeah, she seemed like playing like oh I'm gonna play a human being. Um, but uh, yeah, because ironically enough, uh, even though of course I'm to replace Thor, um, she's played less human beings in the past few years. I don't know. That was a joke that worked in my head. But another <laughs> thing I another thing I saw I noticed on the um, I, when I was on IMDb after it, and it is a good point of uh, where we see that Thor has the ability to summon Mjolnir. From a distance, so mm-hmm. he wouldn't actually need to go grab it from the crater, um, unless that's he a good point. unless he didn't know that he couldn't pick it up. Like I I I don't think that's a full on plot hole because I think that you could make the argument that um he tried to summon it. He can't, but is like you know what I'm gonna pick it up. Like because I don't think he the thing that the reason why I don't think it's a super huge plot hole is because. He's not aware. I don't think he's aware that Odin has the ability to take away his ability to pick up Mjolnir. Right. So take right. that for what you will. Um, We've mentioned a lot of different side characters, uh, so we're gonna move to the other and the next category, which is of course, who was your favorite non-main superhero character? I'm gonna start this one off. Um, I, I he doesn't have a ton of lines in it, but I love. Uh, Idris Elba as Heimdall. Um, he's de- as the the what is I don't even know what is his, I don't even know how you describe his job, but uh, he he's is, like a gatekeeper. Yeah, he's, sort. The, yeah. he's the gatekeeper and like transportation master of Asgard. <laughs> he's super enigmatic. Um, I don't know. I really I just like his uh, I like his bits in the movie just because it, it's funny because we almost exclusively see him doing his job poorly like. In almost yeah. every scene, he's <laughs> I was gonna
2: get to that part about it. Yeah,
0: he's he uh, but like he always does. He does the job poorly, usually for the right reasons. I mean, in the beginning, <laughs> like when he's lets Thor and company go to uh um, oh, what's the name of the uh the shed, the uh, don't remember the Frost Giants planet. It doesn't matter. But uh, he oh, what uh,
1: was judentime time or how do you pronounce that? Yeah, something like that. Judentime? time. Yeah, something uh, like that.
0: That, <laughs> you, that he's um he's doing his job poorly there. Jodenheim, yeah. And then Yodinheim. but then I do really like how he ends up standing up to Loki. I think that, that uh it's 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 just, it's a very interesting and unexpected um development. And I just love the casting of Idris Elba in it, to be frank. Like it's it the the mm-hmm. elephant in the room about it is like obviously it's not the it not, it's not an obvious choice to choose an african american actor well not african american an african british black actor uh, to play a norse character like a norse god character but he's like mm-hmm. he's now and three movies into thor like i just i can't imagine anyone else playing that role Um, Because he has the perfect Mm -hmm. voice, yada yada yada. What about you guys? Who's your favorite non-main character, non-main superhero character? Basically, who's your favorite character that's not Thor? I think that I want to make sure everyone listening understands that's what the category means.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, well, pretty clear to me. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. To me, is the best character in the movie. And for me, just the idea of establishing yourself. As not only a villain in this singular movie, but as a villain throughout the MCU that, that matters, as we see uh, in the future in the Avengers, he's a huge part of what they have to deal with. And I think not only establishing his character, but establishing the idea that his character really matters. And the best villains are the ones that they really do believe what they're doing is right. Um, and he you could really see that from the beginning, and there is a reason for him to feel justified in the actions that that he takes throughout this movie because of him being lied to about where he came from and, and all of that stuff. And of course the rivalry with Thor, Thor always being looked at as better and greater. So from that standpoint, he played all of those emotions perfectly and just The sleazy way that he he gets out of everything and and uh, obviously his ability to trick people and shapeshift and all of the different things that he can do makes him, of of course, a flawed villain, not an all powerful villain or anything like that, but because he's so smart and so mischievous and uh, and so so just a trickster like like his uh, name in the comic books. Um, just makes him excellent in terms of the character that he portrayed in this movie. So yeah, Tom Hiddleston did such a tremendous job of establishing who Loki is and we're going to see him do going forward in the MCU. Um, Quick comment
2: about Heimdall. I totally agree with your points, Jake. Just I love that, in my mind, he might not be that good at his job because he keeps on going against what he's supposed to do. Like, his, one of his early lines is, like, I can't believe anyone, like, paraphrasing, I can't believe anyone got by. But you just kind of do whatever you want. So maybe you're getting a little reckless. Like, uh-huh. it's kind of a reckless roll-up is what's going on. But, um, like, so just to see that. But I do enjoy it. Like, there's, again, like, there's a charm around it. I like how he does it. Um, Idris Elba is awesome. Uh, I'm definitely with AC on Loki. Um, the part that I just really like about him as a villain is you look at how he's going about it and you're kind of just like sky's actually good at what he's doing like he might be a legitimately better king than thor like he's vicious and harsh but i mean how he gets like the Uh, i want to say frost king but that's game of thrones i think um (laughs) how he gets him to like leads him into like Apparently kill Odin, but basically just puts him in a vul- vulnerable position to not only get rid of the enemies for Asgard, but also position himself as a hero. Is brilliant and the mm-hmm. kind of thing that you're like, you think about the early scene, like why Thor gets banished and what he does. Is like, yeah, he was an idiot there, but Loki's kind of got it right. And yeah, and you can't even really be mad when he's like telling Thor like. Odin's going to see all this and be like, great job, even though he doesn't realize how evil it is. Like, Mm -hmm. it is a great job on, like, objectively. Um, So, definitely Loki. Uh, If I couldn't pick Loki, because I actually wasn't sure. Thank you for clearing up. I wasn't sure if Loki, like, counted as, like, super villain, so we couldn't include him. Um, I had, I kind of had Darcy in mind, just Mm -hmm. for the idea.
1: Honorable mention honorable mention
2: Darcy mostly because of like where like recently I like had done an internship and I was like Darcy is the perfect example of that intern who's too comfortable with her position and so like somehow I could just relate with that experience and so yeah yeah
0: um Um, that yeah my honorable mention would actually probably be Eric Selvig I like but that's just I like Stellan Skarsgård. But a thing I've mm-hmm. written down in my notes about Loki's plot, and I do, uh, I think I'm right here, that um, Loki's gambit was technically a false flag. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a, mm-hmm. he invented the false flag attack, guys. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I actually also I think that the um, the idea, like the idea, whole idea of him being a frost giant, I think is something that's very um, it's it's genuinely compelling of. Right. Um, And I hate to keep going back to this as well, but I wasn't even thinking in these terms until uh, Anthony brought it up, but, um, like, straight up, there is a king who wants to retire, and his natural-born son is super arrogant, so he needs to decide between crowning him or crowning his other son, who... Is not uh is naturally so like it's unclear whether or not he could be king. That doesn't. That sounds like a sh- that sounds like a Shakespeare play that I've never heard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's right. it's a <laughs> right. very uh compelling plot, and I really do love the scene um when Odin is in when they're in the uh, weapons vault, I believe it's called, and Loki and uh Odin tells Loki that he um is not, like, he tells him the origins of his birth. And I really think that, uh, even though he's clearly just doing it for the check, I think that Anthony Hopkins is, it's good that they have him, because he really does bring a lot to when he's, like, saying, like,
2: You're my son. I wanted only to protect you from the truth.
0: Like, that, like, what we I took you because I wanted to, like, unite, like, maybe have a truce, but then you became my son. Like, there's something really uh, special and vulnerable about that that I think that, um... I don't know it's it's uh it, it you genuinely do feel, you, you feel for Loki in that moment in a way that like obviously villains can be very simple but I feel a lot of sympathy for him um, for not understanding the origins of his birth for not understanding yes. his place in the world um I think that obviously his ultimate problem where is is worse like he is not perfect where like Thor obviously is immature and arrogant but uh Loki is definitely too ambitious for his own good and does Fair. not have a moral compass but um, he's definitely, uh, the most, in my opinion, probably the most compelling villain we've had thus far. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that one thing about things.
2: your honorable mention, honorable mention, uh, Selvig, uh, one activity I liked, to, I, I enjoyed having during this viewing was imagining that, uh, Selvig was actually Gerald Lambeau from Goodwill Hunting, who changes identity after some sort of shamed experiment, but still continued doing his work, and he's actually still doing great work. So, I don't know why I, I just went back to watching Goodwill Hunting at that point.
0: <laughs> that makes That's sense. All. Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, he he's a science professor in both of them. So, um, exactly. So, uh, if you guys are ready, let's move on to the last category. Um, Anthony, you can go first. What is your favorite line in this movie?
1: Wow, this—I mean—because it's so Shakespearean, there's so many uh, different uh, parts of dialogue that we could get into. So it it was—it came down to two different exchanges: Uh, one between Thor and Loki, and one between Thor and Odin. I want to ask: am I am I allowed to say both of them?
0: Yeah, of course you can say both of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, all right, so so uh, so what you call once thor gets uh once odin interferes with thor's plan to take over and they're back and you know odin is you know re- reaming him out you're out vain greedy cruel boy and then thor says you are an old man and a fool and then odin to thor which is it's pretty amazing anthony hopkins shout out to him yes i was
2: a fool to think you were ready Hey!
1: Thor, Odin's son, you have betrayed the express command of your king. Through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and desolation of war!
0: Unworthy of these realms! You're unworthy
1: of your title! You're unworthy! The loved ones you have betrayed i now take from you your power the name of my father and his father before father Kastroon. and then of course he sends him through the portal and and he uh he ends up on earth and then of course we get towards the end of the movie um obviously thor and loki's confrontation which is great loki It's tremendous. So Thor obviously comes up to Loki.
0: Why have you done this?
2: To prove to father that I am a worthy son. When he wakes, I will have
1: saved his life. I will have destroyed that race of monsters. And I will be true heir to the throne.
0: You can't kill an
1: entire race. Why not? (laughs) And what is this newfound love for the Frost Giants? You... You could have killed them all with your bare hands. I've changed. So have I. Now fight me. I never wanted
2: the throne. I only ever wanted to be your equal. I will not fight you, brother! I'm not your brother.
1: I never was.
2: Loki, this is madness. Is it madness? Is it? Is it? you on earth a ton you so soft don't tell me it was that woman oh it was
1: well maybe when we're finished here i'll pay her a visit myself and then when you hear that it's like oh wow like loki really really with the verbal jabs there at the end <laughs> you pissed off thor to the point was like okay the fight is on so i thought that was both of those lines were just pro, both of those scenes were and uh line exchanges were perfect in the sense that you you establish the emotion of how disappointed odin was in thor and then of course loki and thor's final showdown how thor had really changed he had he had been humbled he had figured out all of his hangups and and everything like that and he was ready to be the hero that he was meant to be and loki clearly just could not stand him, and we see that disdain uh, of, uh, for Thor that Loki has in that dialogue. So, I think you could go either way with either of those exchanges.
0: My turn, yeah.
2: All right, sounds good. Um, uh, excellent Shakespearean acting, by the way. Uh, AC, uh, but <laughs> thank you, <laughs> uh, no problem. Um, mine uh, has Thor on Earth. He is on his journey back to redemption. He is proud, determined. He is walking through New Mexico and he enters the store and says, I need a horse. And that's my life. <laughs> I, I just, it, it, it just, it's so perfectly, it's Pet Palace. i again, it's obvious through this theme, like, I love Thor on Earth. And that's just one of those, like, throwaway lines that, like, kind of gets me that way. <laughs> um, yeah great scene and just the delivery like yeah chris hemsworth is kind of underrated in that way yeah. of how well he did he's, a, he's a
0: great comic actor really he's great like yes. he's just Very super so. he yeah. just happens to be like super unbelievably almost inhumanly handsome so people don't realize mm-hmm. it but he really is a great comic actor. My, my favorite line is probably will be the shortest of any favorite line i have but the setup to it is it's when uh Thor and the gang are about to go through the Bifrost to, uh, Jotunheim and, um, uh, Heimdall informs him, informs him that, hey, like, he can't leave the bridge open cause, Leave the bridge open would unleash the full power of the Bifrost and destroy Jotunheim with you upon it. And then Thor responds, I have no plans to die today. And without even looking at him, Heimdall says my favorite line in the movie, None do. I think that that's just the delivery. That's I Idris Elba cool because uh, I'm gonna include I'm gonna embed the clip as I always do, and his Idris Elba is like, like he doesn't even like say concerned. He just um, it, the matter of fact delivery he has. Like yeah. I heard that and I'm like, oh, that's my favorite line in the movie. Like I just love the way he says that because it is true. Because uh, no one has plans to die today. Uh Um, I mean actually now that I think about it, some people do have plans to die on a certain day, but that's just dark. But anyway. Um, yeah, did you guys, uh, <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm thinking out loud. Uh, do you guys have let's any, be real. uh, do you have any, I have, have any thoughts or can we, um, move on to, uh, the last thing I want to do, which is of course, discuss the photos of, uh, Jerome Chang dressed as Thor that he oh, put no in our group chat. Oh, let's get to
1: it. Let's um, get to it, right to it.
0: So I guess it was, what year was this, uh, Jerome?
2: Um, I don't remember the exact year, but basically it was right after Thor came out. So, the, like, in and around, like, Thor came out, and it was the first Halloween after that. Uh-huh. How um, how about how, how how old you,
0: would you say that uh, you were in these photos? Oh, I'm a, gr-
2: I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so, this is not a child uh, dressing in a Thor costume, nor even a teenager. This is an, a grown adult. Uh-huh. Um, well, there you go. I can give you some context uh, sure. as to, like how much of a stretch this felt like um, doing it. So I just started with my new job. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if people dressed up for Halloween, but uh, I had a friend of mine who was working there and we both like, were just loving Thor and again, loving the idea of Thor on Earth. So we just thought it would be hilarious to have Thor in an ebook e-commerce company on Halloween. So uh, I dressed the part, I showed up to the office that way, uh, the only one on my team in costume. Uh, I changed my name tag to uh, say Thor Odinson. <laughs> I, but I mean, re- redeeming factor, second place in our Halloween costume contest. So I could say that um, it was all worth it in the end.
0: Yeah, it it, it was definitely a good costume. Uh, there's also another photo, and these photos are all going to go on Twitter with Jump's permission. There's a great, there's a photo yes. apparently. Uh, with you um that christmas was it where our yes. tree in uh, the like your parents front yard i guess split in half and uh, uh yeah i
2: can explain that too yeah so uh yeah it was around christmas we had a terrible ice storm that actually um really took out a lot of parts of toronto at the time like trees were coming down uh one tree in front of our house had split in half so i'm on christmas holiday i'm sitting in my sweats i stare outside looking at the damage and the first thought that comes to mind is where did i put that thor costume <laughs> run outside get the <laughs> photo taken um i'm sure by the time you're listening to this uh you would have already seen it um but uh i think it makes a pretty epic picture to be yeah, honest yeah it's actually again that one's actually all the worth it
1: oh it's amazing it's a wonderful
0: it's perfect photo thank you out. uh yeah but i actually i uh i was really impressed um Cause it's one of those kind, like you. I, it looks like you made a lot of it. Um, uh, we made. I made the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, thing. it's purely. Yeah. Oh, except I bought the toy
2: hammer. Yeah, Let, you, I'll, get, yeah. I'll, I'll fully admit to that.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah. That's so we have um someone with real experience of being Thor, and that's really that's <laughs> that's what we bring on this podcast. <laughs> um. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um. Uh. This is oh, oh, oh wait 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 sorry Jay, Jay. oh <laughs> we got that's rank. my bad that's we my got bad. To rank. I forgot. We got, we got. I, 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 that since that's not one of like the chronological categories, I forgot that. So what we do, obviously, at the end of all of them, we put them in our rankings. For me, uh, as much as I really did want to like make a splash and put it number three, uh, and put Iron Man two ahead of it, I really can't, in good conscience, do that. So um, eight for me goes number two is number two. So mine, at the moment, would be Iron Man one, Thor, Iron Man two, Incredible
1: Hulk. Okay, so for me, um, simply put, Iron Man still at number one. This movie, Thor, jumps up to number two. Iron Man 3 two. is uh, Iron third. Man two. And, uh, Iron Man 2, you mean? And, and uh, Hulk is uh, last at fourth. Mm.
2: I am on the same page with you guys, and ble- uh, it shouldn't be a surprise. Thor a lot closer to Iron Man than
0: one would expect. So, yeah, yeah always... those are our rankings. Thor yeah, was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, make sure you uh, subscribe, rate, review the show, because uh, we are going to be doing Captain America the First Avenger next. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that one should be a lot of fun. Um, uh, you can hear me on my other podcast, Sorted History. You can follow me on Twitter at TheJChristy. Uh, Jerome, where can people find you, and what can people, uh, you know, subscribe Look or for know, whatever? Subscribe.
2: Uh, Nothing really to subscribe to, but you can follow me on Twitter at BlackDragonRoll. And I don't know, if I feel so inclined, maybe you'll find me walking the streets in a Thor costume. Mm.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Um, Obviously, I am AC3. You can follow me on Twitter at ACSpotlight95. Um, I moonlight on the NBA Trades podcast. We did a really good one on the deadline. You guys should listen to it. Um, Obviously, Selfish the Poetry Book on Amazon.com. Go check it out. And obviously, Marvel Cinematic University. Rate, review, yes. us, subscribe, yep. check us out. So yeah, thanks. Easy's a li-
2: number one hype man. For Absolutely.
0: Sure. Uh, so yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, I, we will, we the three of us will talk to you later this week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take it easy.